everybody. Welcome back to FYP for your period podcast. We are so excited to be back with you for another episode. And today we've got a super juicy topic. We are talking about our first period stories. We know you've been waiting for it. This is going to be good. But before we jump in, let's start with a cycle check-in. How are you all doing today? How are your cycles? I'm good. I'm ovulating and my husband is hot AF. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so you're just going to wear that gray t-shirt, huh? Just, that's just what you're going to put on? <laughs> so that's how I'm doing. I'm ovulating. <laughs> I love ovulating Anna. I mean, I love her always, but she's so fun. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> I am on day 13. And so... I'm pretty sure I have already ovulated, but I'm still in that like ovulatory energy window. But Same. yesterday, yes. yesterday, and the reason I think I've already ovulated is because I honestly have like a very mini, for lack of a better term, like depressive episode after I ovulate because there's an immediate drop after you ovulate yes. and I can feel it. Like I'm just like, I'm like, I hate everybody. Like I can't believe my body's doing this to me. And it's again, it's like, I don't want to get pregnant, but I think my body's mad that I didn't get pregnant. Um, <laughs> and so I'm still, you know, still have some signs of like estrogen that's lingering, but I think I'm, I think I have already ovulated at this point in my cycle. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> Do you, what's your weird ovulation? Like when you know you're ovulating without looking it up? Do you guys have any weird, like I have weird sex dreams about people I've never met before. And I'm like, I start oh, singing a lot, like I'm... singing the things that I say. <laughs> I just sing a lot more. I like to sing. I can sing. I took voice lessons as a kid. I used to sing at birthday parties. Um, Like I can sing, but I just do it more when I'm meant to be speaking uh-huh. when I'm close to ovulation. <laughs> I love I that. We're going to have a whole that. singing podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I played a, so. I played a certain uh, princess sister to an ice queen i can't name names Ooh. because the you know company in charge tends to crack down on that stuff but yeah oh my gosh i think you might need to be the voice of sasha my switch witch i, I can do that <laughs> i need to pay attention to what i do i think i just get like i get like teenagery and daydreamy like i want to like doodle my husband's name and like i just get really like that's so cute. That's so sweet. Yeah, I get really. Yeah. <laughs> For me, it's really, it's definitely strange sex dreams about people I've never seen before, will never see again. It's just like very nice. exotic locations. Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> and I'm like, wake up. I'm like, let me check the let me check the calendar. Of what's going on here? So, no, the cycle check-in is very important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. Oh my gosh! Can, yes. See the information you're gathering just by listening to our little check-in. Yes. And I was just like, for anybody else who likes to read, I'm like, I like to read a good fantasy novel. Like, I love a book with some smut in it. And I have to honestly, like, do your cycle check-in if you also like to read those things. Because your body will react to them differently depending on where you are in your cycle. So... Mm Don't get in trouble because you're reading a book that you did not realize had a lot of smut in it. And you're like, damn it, I'm on day 12 and I'm going to need some. I'm, where's my husband? <laughs> Alone time or a husband time. One of the other. <laughs> oh, and that's, that's awesome. why we, when you when I asked about my cervical. Kids, and I'm mm-hmm. like, shit. And you're like, what's that face for? And then I got busy, so I couldn't respond. I'm like, because like I want to climb him like a tree, but I also don't want a baby. So I'm at odds <laughs> with 
my ovulation energy some months. So yeah. Make sure you're using a barrier method. And this podcast is not a form of birth control. We should just say that as a disclaimer. <laughs> no, but condoms are great when used no. according to the instructions. According to the package directions. <laughs> yes. And check the expiration dates. Yes. If you use them correctly, they're great. They're going to work. Yes. <laughs> I'm on day 20 of my cycle. Oh. And... I'm, I'm still like, yeah, so I think I still have some good energy over the next couple of days of my, my luteal phase. I really start to have more of a drop off after day 24, but I have noticed since doing more gym time, I'm sorry again to bring it back to you, but the more I work out, the less I am feeling the symptoms. So maybe go lift some weights, lift some heavy things. I'm sorry, but it helps. It really does. Okay. So today we are going to talk about if you say the phrase period, your first period story in a group of women, everyone will have a reaction. Everyone has got this look that crosses their face. There is this like moment in time that has been crystallized, whether good or bad, mostly bad in our culture, to be honest. But everybody, it drops you, transports you in time to this exact moment when your period started. So we're going to talk about the good, bad, ugly, weird, and maybe beautiful today about our own first period so who wants to be in the hot seat first i can go first all right oh, there I go. <laughs> so mine is not a bad one i just i like i like having the opportunity to tell this because mine was not a bad first period it wasn't like magical i didn't get a period party though like when my daughter has her first period like her first period party will be a little cathartic for me but i got really lucky in that where I went to elementary school, they started talking about periods when I was in the fourth grade. So I was nine when I found out, like, at least like the basic information and got like that first like little baggie with some pads mm-hmm. in it. I, love that. I get to fifth grade and I'm just having like what can only be described as one of the worst days of my entire life. Like I'm just Ooh. so emotional. <laughs> I'm 10 years old. <laughs> I remember being so emotional. And I remember my mom was mad at me because I was being very emotional and I was at ballet class and I did not feel good. I did not want to be there. And Mm. I don't know if you know anything about like ballet tights, but they are very expensive. And I ripped Mm. a brand new pair and I felt so horrible. And so I go to the bathroom to put on the new pair and there's something coming out of my body. But I like didn't put two and two together because it was just like a little bit of brown. It was just some spotting. So I just wadded up some toilet paper Put it there, put it up there and just suffered through ballet class. Oh, we get home. What? As a 10 year old? And she says this is not a bad story. This but is it's not, tr- but it's really not. And this is why, because like, <laughs> okay, again, I'm I just going to get better because I didn't I put two and two together already. because it was just some spotting. Okay, okay. So I just, you know, put the toilet paper up there and I went to ballet class. We get home and my period finally does start. And again, like, I know I'm not dying. Like, I know there's nothing wrong with me. I know this was going to happen at some point because, again, thank you to whatever public school I went to. Like, they told us about (laughs) it already. But my mom was on the phone with my grandmother and I'm trying to get her attention. And she's trying to be like, not now I'm on the phone. So I literally go in the bathroom. I wipe and I just walk out and show her. And then she just is like, oh, my my grandmother's all excited and they're all pumped. And that's why it's not a bad story because the ladies in my life were like, this is great. Like, oh, my gosh, we're so happy for you. And of course, then my mom was like, Grandma, I'll call you back. And she took care of me. And then we called grandma back and it was all fine. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> it got better. It got better. Yes, we it got much better. Because I was already sad for course, 10-year-old baby poor, Sarah. Poor Sarah in, in ballet. Oh, oh my gosh, ballet I remember ballet tights in a leotard that day. Ugh, that was the worst. Oh, no. It all trouble. ended very well. And I had it was a very positive, supported response when Mm -hmm. I could finally like explain without any words because I didn't have the words to tell my mom what was going on. So I just showed her and um, everybody was happy. (laughs) Great. Yeah. Alex, you want to go? Yeah. As I say, I'll go. So I did not have the class by the time my period started because my period also started in fifth grade when I was 10 and my school did not do anything until sixth grade about period education. Uh, because that makes sense. Um, so I had not had the class, but I had heard people talking shit on the bus. So I had an idea about what a peri- period was, but I knew it was terrible, whatever it was. Because, like, the the word on the street was not positive. Uh, so I, I remember getting like feeling this horrible, like horrible cramps. And I went to the nurse or I went to the bathroom and I saw blood and I was like, I think that's the thing the kids on the bus are talking about. So I went to the nurse and the nurse was like, oh, congratulations. She gave me a bunch of pads. I went home. My mom was a single mom at that time. And so I was like, uh, mom, my period started. And she's like, okay. i don't have anything for it the nurse gave me some tampons is the word that i said because i didn't know what all the words were she's like okay well there's some in the bathroom just like go get some i was like okay but then i walked in and my mom had real tampons and not pads because my mom didn't use pads and i came back i was like this isn't what the nurse gave me i don't know what this is she's like well just you read the instructions like it'll show you how to put it in (laughs) i was like okay we're gonna figure this out so i went in and i attempted to put in a tampon and i did not know you had to remove the applicator uh because I'm 10 and the instructions don't say remove the applicator. They just show you this thing. And I was like, well, I guess this, you just shove this up here. And I was like, uh, this does not work to absorb anything without the removal of the applicator. So, uh, it took me about six months of incorrectly using tampons to understand that you had to remove. So I would mostly just do like the wad of paper method. And my mom and I have come to, to, we've made peace about Mm -hmm. them first period story but she's like I thought you already had the information from somewhere else and like I think she was kind of in her feelings about it but we we, as an adult working in periods we have had many good conversations about it since but her mom died of ovarian cancer when my mom was 17 and she had spent the last like four or five years of my mom's life before she passed away going back to graduate school getting her degree so my mom I think was really alone in a lot of those first period experiences herself didn't have a ton of female support because all of her sisters had already left the house and her mom was in college so we can see how these systems of trauma just cycle through and keep getting passed Mm. down or they can be good you know really there's a lot that happens in that first period experience that kind of defines how you think about this so one of the things that I did, as you said, you didn't have a first period. Um, one of the things I did after I gave birth to the twins is when I knew my period was coming, I planned a first period postpartum party 
for myself. And I invited a bunch of women. It was over Zoom, but I'm like, bring me your wisdom. What do you wish you would have known when you had started your period? And I kind of reclaimed the experience for myself. And it was very cathartic to kind of re-enter menstruation with a new attitude and experience. So if you carry some period trauma, we recommend you do that for yourself. Oh, I wish I would have known about, you know, the first postpartum period party. Like I'd have been all over that. (laughs) I just made it up. I was like, I'm going to do this for myself because I like all these period parties I'm saying, and I want one. (laughs) And I hope the twins will let me throw a a period party for them someday. Oh yeah. I told Chandler she's having a period parade. It's going to be just a parade (laughs) of all of the women in her village are just going to line up and yeah. I'm flying in. Yeah. I'm flying in for it. Okay, come through. Come through for the, the period party. I was seventh grade trying out for basketball. And I'm going up for a layup. And I come down wrong and break my foot. So this is before cell phone time. And I'm in the nurse's office. And my foot is swelling and swelling. And my mom's military. She's at the commissary. Of course, she can't be reached until she gets home. So I'm in the nurse's office for like an hour and a half. And my stomach is just killing me. My foot is throbbing through this blanket. She's just got me propped up in the nurse's office waiting for my mom to get there. My mom takes me to the military hospital there. And we're in the waiting room for three hours. And my mom's like, can we just get her into a room? Like her foot is really hurt. Can we just help her be comfortable? Her stomach is hurting. So we get into this, they give us a room to continue waiting. And my mom starts going through the drawers and she was like, this is called a speculum. One day you're going to have a pap smear. And it's this big metal, like, (gasps) and I'm laying there with this broken foot with the stomach ache, looking at this metal thing that one day soon is going to be inserted into. And I'm just, I've just, it's been a day. It's been a day at this point. You know what? Everyone's just talking to me about Yes, stop talking to me. Um, my mom is trying to work the wheelchair. She's run me into the wall a couple of times because my foot is sticking straight out on this board. So I get casted. It's broken. Obviously, it's broken. Um, I'd broken it once before, so I rebroke it. And um, get me home. I'm on the couch. It's the middle of the week. Um, and it's the week of Thanksgiving. So I'm on the couch and I'm like, my stomach is really hurting. Like I have, you know, that first period poop, like I've got to go to the bathroom. I don't, I'm trying to maneuver with this cast. So I get to the bathroom and I sit down and here comes my period. (laughs) And I was like, my first thought is I broke my foot. Where is this blood coming from? Like it didn't compute that this was like, I'm focused Uh on this broken foot. And I just scream, so she comes running and I wipe and I'm showing her and she's like oh my god what else is gonna happen today and so I get cleaned up she shows me the pad with the wings and it's like sitting on a pillow it's humongous and gets me back to my sick bed and I start throwing up just throwing up and throwing up and my mom was like we take my temperature I've got Okay, all of this happens like half of the day. Broken foot, period, and now the flu. And it's like two days before Thanksgiving. (laughs) So apparently my mom calls my dad at some point. When he finally gets home from work and his flight suit, he's a 
pilot in the army and he walks in with flowers and he's like, you're so brave. You're just so brave. And my brothers are like looking over me and I'm mortified. I want everybody to leave. I've got a fever. I've got blood coming out of me. I've got a cast on like, oh, and so I'm in bed the rest of the week with the flu and a period and a cast trying to figure out how to clean and bathe myself while my foot is hanging out of the shower because I've got a broken foot and a cast and yeah. It was that, that's my first period story. So I didn't make the basketball team because <laughs> I broke my foot. <laughs> I started my period and got the flu. And I'm sure there was like a hotline call to all of my aunties to tell everybody that I'm now bleeding. And yeah, and yeah, that's my first period story. So if anybody <laughs> can learn to love their period... Yes, Anna. and now I love my period. Right. So, so like, if Anna can learn to love her period, so can you. And this is why we see the years of trauma and pain and misery and hatred. And, like, all of these stories are so, like, they're clearly seared into all of our memories. And it really sets you up for a life of, like, what is that experience going to be like? So if you're listening to this and you're resonating and commiserating or crying about your own first period story, <laughs> and you've got a young person in your life that's going to have a period, this is just the invitation from this episode. Like, how do you want them to enter into their first period experience? How would you have liked to be welcomed in? So I want all of us, like, let's wrap this episode by like, what's the one, and because it's what I did on my on my period party, like what's the one piece of wisdom you wish you would have received before you started your first period that you would love to gift, you know, to somebody else? And so if you're listening, maybe you can take some of this wisdom to the person in your life or even to yourself as you're learning how to recreate this relationship. Your period is a vital sign. Hmm. It is as natural as breathing. The fact that your body has all of the parts and it, it it is working properly, it is as natural a function as breathing. There is nothing wrong with it. And paying attention to it will pay off immensely throughout your life, no matter what your reproductive goals end up being. It's about so much more than making babies. Mm. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I think I would like kind of piggyback on the, it's so much more than making babies. I think in my mind that at that young age, I mean, I was a little older than y'all, but I was like, I'm not an adult. This doesn't make me a woman. I'm not a woman now. I've got, like, I still have Barbies in my room somewhere. Like, no. But the fact that my period has started and I'm cycling through these different phases means that I've got these cer certain superpowers that I can tap into and I can use that ovulatory phase to create and not create life, but I can create other things. I can create relationships and art and experiences. I can use that energy to create. I don't have to make a baby. Mm, that's beautiful. I think what I wish I would have learned and knew early on as a kid who always had really big feelings and really big emotions is like the, the mental cycle has become a meditative process in my life. This reminder mm -hmm. that it's just a phase and that things, everything is temporary. The things that are really hard are temporary. The things that are really good are temporary and that we're going to keep having these highs and lows. And if you let the 
menstrual cycle keep time for you in that way, you recognize there's always a chance to try again, that you can do it again. Like you'll have 12 to 13 times this year to go through this process and you can try it again. And if it didn't work for you, like I spent a lot of time beating myself up, you know, for not fitting into things in a certain way or not thinking I was doing it right. Menstrual cycle becomes a habitual practice to like try again for your health and for your own body. And I wish I would have known that it could have been like that really early on. So instead of hating it, I'm like, oh, just like, I don't have to take it personally, but I can take it serious. I can take it seriously, but not personally, right? It's just a phase. If I'm feeling like this right now, this is going to pass. And I didn't understand marking time that way. And everything when you're a teenager and preaching, like feels so big and hard to hold because I didn't have something like helping me understand that these things would keep passing in a good way. So I wish I would have known that Ooh, from the very that. beginning. Oh, that's good. That's good, Alex. Yeah. Yeah. I well, wonder what everybody else's first period story is. I wonder if they could drop us a comment or a DM or something. Y'all tell us your yeah. first period story. I would love to hear. Oh, yeah. If you're listening, or, or, you want to share it on social media, tag us. Yeah. We will, we will bear us. witness for you. Glad to. <laughs> Hashtag for your period. Please share your first period stories when we can reclaim stories we can own it and we can come into period peace so thank you all for listening to another episode of for your period and we'll see you next time